You're listening to Comedy Central. January 16, 2020. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Our guest tonight stars in one of the funniest shows ever created, Curb Your Enthusiasm, coming back for its 10th season on HBO. Susie Essman is joining us, everybody! Also, on tonight's show, Rudy Giuliani's buddy has turned into a snitch. Michael Costa and Roy Wood Jr. decide if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to jail. And the Pope says, let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick things off with a major story causing a storm in the Vatican. For the past seven years, Pope Francis has been shaking up the Catholic Church as we know it. But now the old Pope has stepped in saying enough is enough. Controversy is swirling at the Vatican as two popes, one retired and one reigning, appear at odds and now former Pope Benedict is weighing in. On shelves this morning, the much anticipated and already wildly controversial new book from the depths of our hearts. The book, which is written in part by Pope Benedict XVI, defends the church's practice of celibacy among priests. But it comes at the same time Benedict's successor, Pope Francis, is considering whether some older married men could be ordained in very remote areas like the Amazon. Benedict argued for the necessity of celibacy, writing, serving the Lord requires the total gift of a man. Oh, I see what's happening here. <laughs> the new pope wants to change the rules so priests can have sex, but the old pope wants the rules to stay the same, and I get that. I mean, if I had been forced to be a virgin for 92 years, <laughs> I would also be out there like, guys, come on, those are the rules! <laughs> we agreed! But I'm sorry, old pope, you don't make the rules anymore because you quit. Yeah, you can't just come back and try and change things up. It would be like coming back to visit a house that you sold, like, oh, interesting curtain choice. Uh, you sure you want to put the couch there? And it'd be like, how did you get in here? I took a spare key. <laughs> I will say what's really strange about this is that both of these men supposedly talk directly to God, right? That's the whole thing of the Pope. But they're getting different messages. <laughs> it's almost like God is playing a prank on one of them. <laughs> yeah? You know, like one priest is going up to God like, wait, are we not supposed to have sex? And God's like, no, no, I'm just messing with other dudes. I'm just like, <laughs> look how horny he's getting. <laughs> but either way, at some point, these two are always going to clash because they're different people, right? Francis and Benedict are very different popes. I mean, just watch, just watch how Pope Benedict reacted, right? When shirtless acrobatic dancers performed for him way back in 2010. It's like Emperor Palpatine was at a Chippendale show. <laughs> this is the real dark side. <laughs> now, check out the new Pope. <laughs> Do 
Now this guy f***s. All right, let's move on to Boeing. Boeing, the aerospace company responsible for half the planes in the sky and half the planes that are not in the sky. <laughs> now, for months, the company has insisted that they did everything they could to ensure the safety of their planes. But thanks to some leaked emails, that excuse is crashing to the ground. We are getting a look at some shocking internal emails from Boeing suggesting employees knew about problems with the 737 MAX before two deadly crashes. Boeing has now released more than 100 pages of emails as part of FAA and congressional investigations. In 2017, just as the planes were taking to the skies worldwide, a Boeing employee sent this message to a colleague. This airplane is designed by clowns, who in turn are supervised by monkeys. One test pilot wrote, I'll be shocked if the FAA approves this turd. Wow. I don't know if Boeing has good engineers, but they do have some pretty good joke writers. <laughs> yeah, we should hire them for the next Comedy Central roast. They'll be like, Seth Rogen is here, the only thing that smokes more than a Boeing engine. <laughs> oh, and, and just by the way, by the way, why are Boeing employees trying to drag clowns and monkeys into this? First of all, clowns are good at what they do, all right? It's not their fault that your plane sucks. In fact, airplane makers could use a clown on the design team. Have you seen how many people they can fit in their cars? Imagine <laughs> what they could do with the overhead bins. Imagine! <laughs> and you know what really pisses me off about these revelations? Is remember how when one of the planes went down, Boeing tried to blame the Ethiopian pilots. Remember that? Yeah? The plane went down and they were like, well, where was the crash? Africa? Well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> yeah, they made it seem like the African plane crashed because the co-pilot was a chicken. You know, and yeah, sometimes the co-pilot is a chicken in Africa, but that's not why they crashed. <laughs> the chicken knows what it's doing. So it's sitting there telling the passengers, buckle up, buckle up. <laughs> no, no. no, please. Please don't encourage me. Uh, and finally, some exciting news from the music world. Spotify, the popular music streaming service is now offering playlists for lonely dogs, the company launched several playlists created especially for pets aimed at soothing them while they're left home alone. There's also a new podcast called My Dog's Favorite Podcast, which is intended to provide comfort through reassuring human voices, relaxing music, and ambient sounds. A podcast and a music streaming service for dogs? No, no guys, no, let dogs be dogs, all right? I don't wanna be at the park like, come here, boy, come here, come here. And then the dog is just like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but at least they're doing it the right way. Cause if you are gonna play music for dogs, you do need to have a specific playlist. You don't wanna play the wrong song. Like, can you imagine if a dog hears DMX? Yeah, he's gonna get overexcited. DMX is gonna be like, where my dog's at? And be like, I'm right here, I'm right here, I'm right here. Oh, we go to the park, he's like, oh, 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 there's another dog. This is so cool. This is a bad idea for everyone, especially musicians. You don't think about the musicians. Imagine you're trying to be a rock star, right? And then one day you're looking at your Spotify and you're like, damn, I'm blowing up all of a sudden. So you go on a big tour and you get on stage and that's when you find out all your fans are dogs, huh? <laughs> that's gonna break your heart. You're gonna be trying to be cool, signing autographs, huh? You wanna hook up with groupies, but you can't, it's just dogs. So now you're just there like, all right, I, I guess. I mean, see if that Labradoodle in row two wants to come backstage. <laughs> All right, let me get the peanut butter. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story.
Impeachment. It's like canceling your Uber, but for a president. <laughs> and even with the Senate trial now just days away, things are still heating up. So let's catch up on the big developments in another installment of The Magical Wonderful Road to Impeachment. It's probably presidential harassment. So, Trump's impeachment trial is set to begin next week. And as with any impeachment trial, the Senate will serve as the jury. So this afternoon, all the senators were sworn in by Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. And then they signed their names one by one in what's known as the oath book. Yeah, it was a really solemn moment and also the first time uh, ever that anyone's ever asked for Ted Cruz's autograph. (laughs) Now, the one big question hanging over this trial has been, will Republican senators allow new witnesses to testify? Well, apparently, some of those witnesses aren't waiting to find out. They're just showing up on TV, right? And the conversation everyone's talking about right now is Rachel Maddow's interview with Lev Parnas, an associate of Rudy Giuliani and a man with seven different hairstyles all at once. (laughs) Now, Parnas is important because unlike some previous witnesses who only heard about what was going on, he claims that he was working closely with Rudy Giuliani to get dirt on the Bidens. So if those other people smelled the borscht, he actually made it. And now he's telling all of America how it went down. President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, He was aware of all my movements. He, I wouldn't do anything without the consent of Rudy Giuliani or the president. Are you saying specifically, and I want to sort of drill down on that, that the president was aware that you and Mr. Giuliani were working on this effort in Ukraine to basically try to hurt Joe Biden's political career? He was, he knew about that. Yeah, well, it was was all about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. It was never about uh, corruption. It was never, it was strictly about uh, the Burisma, which included Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Damn. Those are some pretty big accusations. Because you understand, Lev Parnas is saying that President Trump knew about everything that was going on in Ukraine and that none of it was really about fighting corruption. That's a big deal coming from Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man. This would be like if Luigi went on Rachel Maddow, like, (laughs) Mario doesn't care about the princess. (laughs) He just loves to murder turtles. He wants to kill all of them. He's a very sick man. It will be huge. Now, now the White House, the White House has responded to this interview saying that Parnas is a liar. They say he's only saying this because he's been indicted for campaign finance fraud, and so now he's trying to get a lighter sentence, like a Ukrainian Takashi 6ix9ine. And Trump (laughs) has gone one step further, saying that he doesn't even know what a Lev Parnas is, much less that he gave him instructions to get dirt on Joe Biden. To which Parnas is now responding, picks. It did happen. The President of the United States said uh, he didn't know you. I don't know those gentlemen. Now, it's possible I have a picture with them because I have a picture with everybody. I don't know them. I welcome him to say that even more. Every time he says that, I'll show him another picture. He's lying. He's lying. Oh! Oh! Okay, Parnas. Okay, Parnas. You know the game is real when someone is threatening to open their camera roll. You know when your friend does that? I was like, oh, do you want me to airdrop these to you? Because I'll airdrop them to everyone. We both know what happened at that Sandals resort. <laughs> I hope when Parnas does release the pictures, they just get steadily more incriminating, you know? It would be funny if, like, at first, they're just at a party together. You know, then the next picture, they're riding together on Space Mountain. 
<laughs> then eventually, like, all pictures will just end up with nudes. <laughs> you know, that's where it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, and Trump will be like, that doesn't mean anything. I take nudes with everyone. So many nudes. So, this is the latest twist in the Ukraine impeachment scandal. Giuliani's former BFF, Lev Parna, says everyone in Trump world was involved. The president, Mike Pence, and even Attorney General Bill Barr. So many people are involved that they're gonna have to take a party bus to the trial. Yeah, <laughs> although Mike Pence doesn't do alcohol, so he'll just be sipping on seltzer, you know? He'll just be like, oh, this water is so spicy. <laughs> and to make matters worse, to make matters worse, today, a nonpartisan government agency declared that Trump withholding military aid from Ukraine was illegal. Yeah, the thing he actually did is saying it was illegal, not maybe illegal, not illegal-ish, illegal. And I mean, that's black and white. And trust me, I'm black and white, so that's my area of expertise. <laughs> I know what this is like. So that's where things stand right now. Witnesses are talking. The government itself says Trump broke the law. And, and I can only imagine that Trump must be really, really extremely worried right now. I'm also approving new dishwashers that give you more water so you can actually wash and rinse your dishes without having to do it 10 times. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Your dishes are gonna be beautiful. I'm talking about dishwashers, sinks, toilets, light bulbs. We won't talk about toilets, but you know that's a big, big, big. Did you ever go to the faucet? You turn on the faucet to wash your hands. You go like that, the thing flips on and you, whoa. And then, dung, dung. But how about the shower? You go into a shower, and I have this beautiful head of hair. I need a lot of water. I knew it. He's terrified. We'll be right back. News isn't the only thing in the news. There's also sports. So let's check in on the world of sports with another edition of I Apologize for Talking While You Were Talking. Michael Costa, he's Roy Wood Jr. That's right, we're here to talk about sports and show America that black people and dumb people can get along. That's right. Wait, are you saying that I'm black? Cause that's awesome, man. Touch my knuckles, come on. Costa, what a crazy week for sports. LSU, yep. college football yep. champs. Yep. Sunday, we know who will be meeting in the Super Bowl. Yep. And most importantly, my pickup basketball team won the big game last night. Roy, Roy, Roy you were playing fifth graders, Roy. A win is a win. All right, well, let, let's, let's, let's start with the biggest news of the day. Odell Beckham Jr., known for making spectacular grabs, mm -hmm. made another spectacular grab. We are getting some breaking news now. More fallout from Odell Beckham Jr.'s championship celebration with his alma mater, LSU. So now we're learning an arrest warrant has been issued for OBJ. New reports indicate a judge signed the warrant this morning after seeing this video from inside the Louisiana State locker room on Monday night. The video shows a security guard questioning a player on the team and behind the officer, Beckham appears to slap the guard's backside. You see it right there. The arrest warrant is for a charge of simple battery. Odell Beckham Jr. slapped a cop on the butt. 
who goes back to college to get in trouble, okay? You're supposed to do that before you leave. That's like going back to your parents' house and then you get grounded. You're too old for that shit, man. Yeah, okay, okay, that's one way of looking at it, yep. but let's be fair, Costa. Odell parties a lot. Right. Probably thought that was one of them stripper cops. And to me, a slap on the ass is harmless. It's a harmless slap on the ass. That's how you communicate in sports. It's like hey. saying, good job, did a good job. All right, well, you never slap my ass after one of these. I would if you did a good job. Well, look, 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 look. I would. Speaking of asses, all right, the Houston Astros won the 2017 World Series, but now we're finding out they're in some trouble of their own. The Major League bombshell, the Houston Astros severely punished tonight for cheating. The Houston Astros stole pitching signs during their historic season. MLB says the Astros used a camera in center field to decode pitching signs from opposing teams. The information was then relayed to the dugout, sometimes via text message on a smartwatch, and then passed along to hitters by banging on a trash can, as heard here with the audio raised. The Astros face a record $5 million fine and lose several top draft picks over the next two years. Hold, hold up. The Astros cheated their way to a championship and they were only fined $5 million? That's nothing for a baseball team. $5 million. That's like four stadium hot dogs. I mean, I mean no, no, Michael, you know what? I blame the Astros' opponents. Mm. Make your signs harder to steal. Okay. Catchers have been using the same little signs between their crotch for years. Yep. If you want to confuse your opponent, you got a mumble rap to your pitcher. Fastball. I didn't understand a word of that, and I'm black, all right? Well. Let's move on to some international sports news. The Olympics are six months away, but they're already making headlines, Roy. This summer's Olympic Games in Tokyo will be the first to prohibit political protests by athletes. The International Olympic Committee issued guidelines forbidding athletes from any gesture of a political nature, including kneeling. Political signs and armbands are also banned. The IOC says it's trying to foster respect. This, this, this is the dumbest thing ever, come on. You can't ban protests. Right. Protests are already banned. That's why they're protests. Yeah. Protests. Yeah. If you let people do it, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Like if you let someone kidnap you, they're not a kidnapper. They're just your Uber driver, you know? Or, exactly. or, or in my case, Uber black. You are not black. You're the dumb one. You are the dumb one. Dumb? Yes. Oh. You're dumb. Plus, banning something only makes people want to do it more. Right. If you ban something, it makes people want to do more. That's it's kind of like when my mama told me I couldn't get a tattoo, okay. so I got a tramp stamp that said crisscross forever. <laughs> my mama was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was right. Let me see that thing. Yeah, yeah, tramp yeah, stamp. Yeah, yeah, right there! Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm pressing charge. That's how you say you do a good job. That's how sports people no, communicate. I'm back to you, Trevor. Back to you. That's how you do it. Michael Costa, Roy with you and everybody. We'll be right back. So my guest tonight is a comedian and actor who stars in the hit HBO series, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Please welcome Susie Essman. <laughs> hey, 
couldn't find a clip without the word, you know? They couldn't find a clip without you saying Yes, exactly. I, 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 I will say, I think you are truly one of the connoisseurs of that word. I think so, too. It's a gift. Yeah, you really know how to wield it at the right moments, in the right spaces, at the right times. You know, I so appreciate that, Trevor, because people think I'm just some crazy woman just screaming, shouting, when there's a method to my madness. There definitely is. There definitely... <laughs> and you've done an amazing job. It is now 10 seasons of Curb. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I really am fascinated to know, like, wh when you started the show, because you've known Larry since, like, 1985, I think it is. Yeah, around then. Right, you, yeah. you, you, you went stand-up together, you right. shared stories your whole life. That's why, I guess, your chemistry is so good on screen. Did you ever think that the show would become the institution that it's become? Absolutely not. When we first started the show, we had no budget. We, we had no trailers. We had no... We, we had, like, porta-potties. We had no, <laughs> no dressing rooms. It was this slapdash kind of... It was kind of like, I got a barn, let's put on a show kind right, of a right, show. Right. And we never knew from year to year if we were coming back. It was just... The fact that it's 20 years later, we started in 2000. Wow. 20 years later in 10 seasons is amazing. It's amazing. I, I and remember. It's, and it's the greatest job ever. What makes it the greatest job for you? Well, for me, I show up. I, I'm with all my <laughs> friends, you know. I tell everybody to go f themselves. <laughs> then they give me money and I go home. Sounds like a great, that sounds like an amazing job. They love me for it. Right. You know, so, but, but also, it's just, I mean, we have so much fun. We laugh all day long. It feels like that kind of show. And, and, you know, people always talk about how Curb is created, how, you know, the show is put together and you have a framework of what's going to happen, but nobody knows no how script. you're going to get there and there's yeah. no script. Like, do, do you ever get used to that? Yeah, I'm totally used to it. That's just yeah. the world now. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I have a script, that feels odd to me. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's uh, improvising. We know our characters so well. We know our oh, relationships right, so right, well. Right. We, and the scene is set out. I mean, it's not this willy-nilly thing. I mean, we know exactly what has to happen in each scene. So we're just... It's like what you and I are doing right now. We don't have a script. Yes, but I mean, but we're not trying to, like, get somewhere specific. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the, yeah, like, we're there's trying no, like, to get episode... to the end of the segment, Trevor. <laughs> yes, but... True, but, it's, but it has to tie up, like, Curb. That's what I love about Curb Enthusiasm. Every episode yeah. ties every that's little Larry. moment. That's Larry's brain. That's right. Larry's it is, genius. It is genius, but yeah. every moment ties into something. You don't know what's going to tie into the end of the story, and that becomes, like, an arc that takes And then you it'll through. come back. Exactly. And then it'll come back, yeah. You, you've also developed a chemistry on the show with each other. Like, what I love about Curb is how differently each character acts with another character. Does that just come naturally, or is it, or is it who you are? Um, I, I think that, it, you know, I think that over the years, we've developed kind of a dialogue of the unconscious, if I may be deep. Uh, I, I think deep. we don't, like, Larry and I have never discussed our relationship or my character, ever. And we, ju we never discussed it. We just kind of had this trust and respect, which you have to have when you're improvising. Right. And it just developed, all of us. We, we have this little family that, that we work so well together. It's really fun. It, 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 it really feels like a family. It looks like a family. I mean, it, it's a very dysfunctional family, but yes, a family well, nonetheless. What family is not dysfunctional? That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, one, one, that's why, you know, I, I was so happy that you came to the show because originally J.B. Smoove was supposed to be on the show and then he's on a production, uh, The Last OG, and then he couldn't make it. And he was like, I was like, but I want to have someone. I love Kirby Enthusiasm. And I'm glad you came. So you really amazing. wanted J.B., is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 I'm saying... No, no I'm saying, like, because I thought JB was coming and I didn't know and how it this was, would go. And it was, but I'm not JB. 
No, you, but you, but sometimes second choice is like ends up being the best. Oh, choice. there you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying. Like Will Smith was supposed to be Neo in the Matrix. Then we got Keanu Reeves, and he's perfect. You, my Keanu Reeves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Curb Your Enthusiasm returns for its tenth season, January nineteenth at ten thirty yes. p.m. on HBO. Susie Essman, everybody. <laughs> The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.